selling beers. We all stare at the out of towners. They better break north before we get the four pounders and take their face off. The streets is filled with undercovers, homicide chasing brothers. Welcome to the No Clue Podcast, episode 108. Uh, we're back on a day of uh, boycotted games. Uh, the first boycotted game so far. Uh, I feel like we might as well get right into that. Yeah, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. Welcome. What do you think? I mean, Are you I surprised? No. Okay. It's just, it's just tough to figure out what to do in in these situations. Right. It is. It definitely is. Um, I mean, I get it. Wisconsin, Milwaukee would be the first team to, you know, get it started. I would think. Uh, I think it makes sense. I think the league, well, other teams probably were planning on following suit. To what they did I feel like they had to take the leadership on this Right um, Yeah I mean of course whatever <laughs> There's some players like LeBron Probably could have said it and then they would have Did it anyway but I think that they Were following the lead of the home team Um Yeah I mean uh, You know love and prayers Grow out to Jacob Blake and his family By the way his kids that had to sit through such a traumatic experience. Um, I think everyone knows by now. I don't think I need to explain the situation. Uh, everyone knows what everyone knows, I guess, you know? Right. Um, so, you, you want to get right into the other games? Yeah, you want to say anything else about this? I mean, it's... It's frustrating how not surprising this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, every time you think it can't get worse, it gets worse. Yeah. So. Yep. Well said. All right. What what teams are we starting with? Do you want to start about the series that are over already, or the series that are going on? Uh, we could do the series that are over already. Get those out the way. I don't think any of you know. There's no surprises. Right? Well, let's talk about uh Indiana since they had a surprise. Oh yeah, they did have a surprise now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Miami took them out. Swept. Took care of business. Easy pickings. Uh, you know, Indiana just honestly, they. I, for lack of better words, they just looked shell shocked against Miami. They they played like they never played a team that good. Not all, not every night, but the last two games, it was like Miami was just like, uh, you would have thought they were four seeds higher than them. Yeah. And the thing is, Indiana, you know, obviously they're plagued with injury, um, and their bench doesn't come in ready to play every night. It seems like. Um, I mean, they had three bench points the last game. Their bench is weird because they look like they're playing well because it's a lot of energy. They like they somehow manage good shots. Yeah, but they're they get cold and then they just you know miss easy stuff and it just gets messy. Three bench points. That's ridiculous. 
I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen that before yeah. in my life. Yeah, especially considering what like the Raptors just did to finish the Nets. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to me. Yeah, McConnell. Well, McConnell didn't even play. Samson Almost like their in. bench wasn't ready for the playoffs. Yes. Because they look deep all season. They did. I mean, I, and I thought they would give Miami a run this right. series, honestly. Right. But, I mean, this was it was not good. You know what was the biggest outlier to me is how much better Bam is than Miles Turner? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, like yeah. Bam really dominated in every way. Yeah, he did. And, and Miles Turner, you know, was almost playing for Miami at times. He was definitely the clear mismatch on the court. Yes. All the time. I, and I think everyone else, you know, could... The Indiana player could have gotten the best of all the other Miami players, except for Bam and anybody on Indiana. Yeah. yeah it so. also, like, the, the only chance I thought they would have really have is if Warren matched Butler's intensity. Mm-hmm. He, I, I didn't expect him to match him, like, play for play, but... Butler went at Warren, and Warren really never responded to that. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, like, Indiana played with this straight, like, level-headed emotion status, and it just, they never picked up the energy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Their shot selection was kind of awkward as well. Um, yeah, a lot of rushed shots from guys who... I haven't seen hit enough to take so many rush shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do they go with the coaching search now? Oh, yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, Nate McMillan is fired today. Um, I don't know, man. And I said I predict them going with someone inexperienced, someone a new face, someone who may not have coached, head coached before. I think that's something they do often. They're not afraid to do. They're one of those teams that I think they wouldn't mind the team growing with the coach. Because, I mean, they pretty much have all, you know, relatively young guys. I mean, yeah. Oladipo's the oldest on the team, right? Yeah, and I saw they're uh, supposedly looking to trade him. That's crazy. I didn't hear that. I don't know what they would do with that. I don't know. It's interesting to me. I'm I'm hoping they make moves in the off season. Like mm-hmm. I I feel like their coach, like you said, they, they've always gone a certain direction, but it's never been like I've never seen them hire a coach who really wasn't a, a good fit. Mm-hmm. So I really don't have like doubts like I do with Chicago or New Orleans. I I agree with that. Yeah, and you know I think this team. And maybe this does speak to how, you know, not good of a coach Nate McMillan might have been. I think this team doesn't really have enough of an identity for a new coach to mess it up. Like, I I think... Yeah. I think the players have their own things, but I think a coach could come in and never have seen them play and say, okay, this is what we might do. And I think the team how the team is built is a little versatile enough where they could say, okay, well we might do something completely different because they don't really do anything well right now. Yeah. It's interesting. I think if they, if a coach comes in 
especially like a newer coach and sparks their offense a little bit. Yeah. Where like guys, you know, elevate their play and develop a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because ideally Warren is their third best player. Uh, okay. And and you could build around Sabonis, Oladipo, Warren. If you oh, you're put saying enough... Sabonis is second? Yeah. Okay. Sabonis, I mean, off of this year, he she should be first. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I I was just I didn't know who you were saying was second. I got you. And Bro, I mean Brogdon's also a good fourth. Maybe he could be third some nights. Uh huh. I mean, a lot of the series he looked like their best player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but it's just they have a good core there. Yeah, I, I wish Brogdon. I wish they could get Brogdon like shots, easier shots, because I don't like when Brogdon takes tough shots. I don't like when any of them take tough shots. But that's the thing. But, like, when he's not running with Sabonis and he's not really playing off of Oladipo. Right. He's got to create a lot. And, and you know, that's the whole team's problem, not just his. Yeah. He's so much better when he doesn't have to create so much. And he can yeah. just be out there and, you know, be an easy bucket guy. Yes. And, um, you know, and I'm not sure if Oladipo was completely ready either, by the way. Um. Yeah, yeah, well, I think he got he... banged up in the first game. Yeah, the eye. Which kind of threw him off. And he had, like, flashes. I thought the last game he looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he still needs some time. Yeah. And the team needed time. I mean, how long... he was gone almost the whole season, right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, so, and it's... I mean, it's tough playing that high level with a new guy. And not that he's new, but... You played 40 games without him, and, you know, he might as well be new. Yeah. And so. Miles Turner, please forget about the jump shots. Please <laughs> let it go. I wish he would just block shots like he did his first year. <laughs> they don't need they, – they put shooters all over the floor, and he thinks he needs to be out there spacing. Right. I just it, – it kills me to watch, man. Bam – Killed him in every way. Yeah, he did. He did. It, I mean, they look like two different classes of yes, players, and they are, but they look like it. I mean, and we've given Turner enough criticism when uh, in the Olympic, the World Games. I mean, that was just gross. How Does bad that, he he's gotten worse. I know. Like, in the NBA, you could kind of hide your... It's not a slump, because, like, your skills are almost deteriorating. Right. Because when your play is just decreasing year after year, I mean, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's just practicing jump shots, like, but he just wants to take them. Yeah. You could just see it in the way he plays. Like, he wants to prove that he's a phenomenal three-point shooter. Right. Which I could tell he could shoot the ball. But if that's all you're doing, dude, that's terrible. Yeah. It's bad. Alright. Moving on from that series. Or yeah. What else you got to say about Miami? Jimmy? Anything? I mean, I like how he looks. Hopefully the shoulder's alright. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's been leading them very well. He did. He definitely turned it on, you know... After we said he didn't look like he was turning it on, he definitely yeah. turned it on. And and the thing is, like, it was a sweep, but this year the games were like close for the most part. 
Yeah. It was mostly Miami pulling away just because of Jimmy Butler or or Dragic in some of the late games. Yeah. Uh, but Miami was just more experienced. Yeah. Yeah, they look like it. They got a lot of, uh, you know, long-time tough players. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. What's the other? Let's talk about the other two sweeps in the East. And since we know they're matching up, I mean, we know who Miami's matching up against, but <laughs> right. we'll give that next episode, I guess. Mm-hmm. Boston. Uh, but let's go Boston first, because Philly kind of made themselves look worse than they did this year. Hmm. Not to me. <laughs> they were still, I mean, they it's, were bad and they looked bad. Yeah. The, it's the expectation that killed them. Yeah, it is. Like, they were supposed to be a top four team in the East, and they they didn't look like that. Right. Which, to me, it I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Neither. I mean, we talked about it on here enough. I mean, we were so skeptical about practically everything that they did, and we were skeptical about every time we saw them play. Yeah. And it never got better. Nope. It never got better. Simmons, you know, Simmons' individual talent hid a lot of their problems. Yeah. Honestly, it didn't really hide the problems to us. Right. Uh, But... We knew what it was. That's the difference. Right. But without Simmons, they were just glaring. Mm-hmm. It was just so obvious that Embiid and Horford do not work together. Tobias Harris is not a max contract player. Right. They have uh, no bench. No bench. None. It, it, oh my God. <laughs> Shout out to Alec Burtz for doing what he, he did. He tries so hard. He does. I feel bad for him because he's like he tries to be like Clarkson and Lou Will. Yeah, but I, it just, I think. Oh, go ahead. I just don't think he's that good yet. I think if his if he had like one other threat on the court, sometimes That's he probably fair. could, you know, look That's better. Fair. But when he's in there with the rest of the second string, I mean, yeah, it's bad. It's, it's just, real bad. Like, they find these random ways to play well offensively, but, man, it looks fake. It looks fluke. Yeah. It just, I don't know what they're going to do, man. I, I don't know what coach is going to come in there and be able to solve that. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you're, not, not only did you sign Al Horford, which was a disaster, you paid him a ton of money. And then don't use him. They don't run anything for Horford. Nothing. It's like Horford is just there and like they hope he does what he does best without ever doing anything to make sure he gets the opportunities. But with Embiid, all he gets to do is, is shoot awful shots. Yeah. Man, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, man, from the from the series, it was hard to tell how much of it was Embiid and how much of it was just the roster being bad. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a combination of both. Yeah. Like it just it just doesn't look right with them. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, just look at this. This is against Boston. 
Embiid had a total of five assists the whole series. Oh my god. Five. That is atrocious. Yeah. He Dude. averaged one point three assists. Dude. <laughs> Defense only guards can average more assists than that. Yeah. Come I mean on. It, it's we've been talking about it. Embiid is a black hole and Yes, he's amazing. He's probably the most skilled big man in the league. I mean, he's just he's ridiculous, but he you can't win by himself every night. He gets doubled, he still shoots it. You know, he in his numbers he averaged 30, but um you know, that's not that spectacular when you think you can do it by yourself when you're not passing. Yeah. How much would Anthony Davis average if he didn't pass? 50 and there's better centers on Portland than there is there's no centers on Boston but that's the interesting like if you just compare AD like AD will sometimes take over and like isolate on guys who really can't guard him yeah but that's not his whole game Mm -hmm. like AD even in New Orleans AD could play off whatever guards were out there and catch you know five lobs look like Amari Stoudemire out of the pick and roll, block everything, and dominate. Yeah. What Embiid only knows how to grab it, hold the ball, think about what he's going to do, and then attack. Yeah. What He, like, turns every time he touches the ball into an isolation. Yeah, he does. It just it looks so bad. And I don't understand, like, there's no way Brett Brown was just like, yeah, go ahead, that's what we want to do. Right, and that is a good point because I definitely, I don't think Brett Brown was a good coach. He's but not I don't that blame, bad. Yeah, I don't blame the teams, like all the teams' issues on Brett Brown. Like some of the, you know, ESPN announcers, they they were just really bad. And Brett Brown, I I think Embiid is the hard one to coach. Not Brett Brown is the bad coach for Embiid. I agree. I mean, with you that. can see it. Him and Milton almost scrapped in the first game. <laughs> yeah, man. I just, I don't get why he's like, he really hasn't learned how to play with other people. No, he hasn't. Like, that's what he's needed. To, the last two, three years, that's what he's needed to develop the most. And he's like, he's been in a lab only working on his own moves. <laughs> Yeah. Like, dude, you're already the best center in the league. Right. Already. I mean, I don't think it's close. What about Boston, though? What would you see from Boston? Boston's going to have a rough time, man. I picked Boston to make it to the finals. Um, But at this point, it's going to get ugly for them. They, they look suspect. They have to play fantastic for them to win games I mean easy games even when they win games by a lot it still looks like they yeah you know it looks flukish they have this awful thing and I don't know if any other team has that but their top six guys all have to play well yeah they don't all have to score a lot obviously but like Tice if Tice gets in foul trouble they struggle to defend all game. Yeah. 
If Marcus Smart can't hit anything, bad shot selection all game. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've said it on here. I think they have the best top seven in the league. But they do all have to play well, Cantor included. Yes. If Cantor plays like hot garbage when he's in there. Now, they they're, have, now their rotation the is non-existent. Yeah. Because if they can't, if Cantor can't come in and give them, you know, a good body, rebounds. You know, Can, I think Cantor's a pretty good center defender, even, even if he gets worked. I think he's still like a competitive defender, but if he can't come in and do that, oh, it's over. Yeah. And you know, I think, honestly, it's kind of weird to think that, but I think Brad Stevens almost got Brett Brown fired. (laughs) Why you say that? Because while Boston's bench is better, especially with Cantor, like it shouldn't have played a hundred times better than the Sixers bench. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and it looked it looked like Boston was deep, the whole series. Yeah, it did Grant um, Grant Williams would get solid minutes on Philly, the way he. I mean, even yeah. though he didn't play that well, he still looked like he could get minutes for Philly. Wanamaker like made good plays. Yeah, he did. Like we said it before the series, Wanamaker could go out there, and now he's not the worst player on the floor. Oh yeah, he's he'd be the best. Backup point guard on Philly. Yeah, Raul Neto. I mean, come on. Trash. He's trash. Brad Wanamaker's your competition, and you look sorry? Come <laughs> on, man. 10 years older than that. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. That just really killed me, man. Like, watching the last two games, I was like, man, like, Boston is not that much deeper than Philly, and yet it looks... It looks like I'm watching the Clippers versus like, like I don't know, Dallas or there's some. That's a bad example, but no, I get it. Just like a not a deep team like Indiana, right? Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I like Boston a lot still, and I still really like their top seven. It's six now because no Hayward for the rest of the season. Right. They gotta let Hayward go, man. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, they can't cut him while he's injured and all that. I understand all those rules and stuff. But, I'm you know, I don't want another Chandler Parsons in the NBA. <laughs> no, man. No way. Come on. Gordon Hayward has sustained, like, high-level basketball way longer than Chandler Parsons. But he gets hurt every time he starts playing good. No, no, no. But that didn't happen in Utah. I know, but I'm saying Chandler Parsons didn't get hurt in Houston either. Yeah, but that was like two years. Gordon missed all of last year. He's had a bad Boston run. I, I'll give you that. It, was that last or the year before he missed the whole Kyrie's year? He first year he missed all of that. The yes. first game he yes. <laughs> was done for the season. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, every, every time they have, like, and that was the season they, you know, they were supposed to go win, done for the season. This year, this is their best chance of winning again, done for the playoffs. I mean, I like Hayward. I think he could be good for them at some point, but every time he comes back, it takes him so long to get back, too. That's the other Yeah, problem. his injuries are always so bad. Yeah, they're bad, and he's, like, 
He's not just he doesn't just look like someone trying to get better. Sometimes he looks really bad while he's trying to get better and it takes a long time for him to get back to like being an okay basketball player. I got you. I I'm not as quick to commit to just letting him go. Uh, hey. I mean, he might as well. Was this the final year of his contract, or is next year? I think next. I think he got a player option. If so he next get, year. if he takes it and he gets through next year, then then I'll disagree with you for sure. How? No, I would trade him before the next year's over. They could trade him and get four good bench players. Finally, no way. Nobody's giving him four good bench players for at least two of those guys are going to be. Non-rotation guys. Philly would give them four, <laughs> four of their bench players. Just for Gordon great. Hayward? You wouldn't trade Dybul, Korkmaz, and uh, Scott, and what's the other guy's name? Pell for him? All players that could get in the game. Just for Hayward? For Philly? What choice do they have? No way. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I agree Somebody that the will, bench has got to... He'll at least get three. And he look three, at his, his contract is it. expensive. Hayward's they may not have worth to, three players to me. They may have to throw in uh, Grant Williams. They may have to throw in another guy to get you know three. <laughs> okay, that's a convert. That's a trade I'd be willing to discuss. They might though. I'm, I'm serious. I think that that would be an option for Boston. But I know you know he always goes big or go home kind of thing. Um, Danny Ainge so he probably would go for somebody you know he probably would try to trade Hayward for somebody actually good like Tobias or something (laughs) (laughs) so that would be a mess either way I'm saying I think they should let him go because this team right here without Hayward is not gonna they're not gonna make it they may not make it past his next round I, I don't think let's talk about the team they're gonna face because okay. I don't think what is there to say about Brooklyn I mean <laughs> nothing I like what I saw from their guys like I like I have all year mm-hmm. but Toronto is a well-oiled machine right now yeah uh, if anything my only real concern for Toronto is that Lowry rolled his ankle in that last game that's uh, not a concern for me I mean, if, not he, against if Boston, he misses not. game one, uh, that gives Boston a good chance to, to take it. And I think Boston needs this first game. I think they need the first game. But I don't think... Yeah, I mean, good chance? I don't know. <laughs> they I mean, definitely no, have... Don't get me wrong. They could still lose if, Lowry, if, if, if Lowry's not playing. Toronto could still get off. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it... <clears throat> it definitely hurts Toronto a lot leadership wise but I mean they scored 150 points without him on the floor yeah 100 bench points yeah so I'm not I, I don't I mean, know if I've ever seen that is that a new record that has to be I think it was a record yeah I think they said that I mean that to me is insane yeah so I, you know I, I could argue that it doesn't give them um, doesn't give Boston any more of a chance I mean, they're doing that. All right, I should have worded it better. Boston's chance is slim either way. <laughs> this is their shot, though. If they really want to steal the game, this is it. That's yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that because 
But they may not get another good shot. There. To me, to me, Toronto is right now. Toronto is the absolute favorite to get out of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, they they are just clicking at every in every aspect of the team. Yeah, I mean they got so many guys contributing in like all the right ways. Look at it this way: Who do you think are the four best players? Well, three best players on Toronto. I would say Larry and Siakam are the top two, and then uh, Van Fleet is is third. And then who? Casal. Yeah. Casal, Lowry, and Van Vliet were all in single digits, and they scored 150 points. Yep. That's ridiculous. And Siakam only had 20. I mean. That's the thing, like, dude. First of all, not only can any of their top three get off, they could get all. They could all get off together. Yeah, I still don't understand how Lowry and Van Fleet both turn up at the same time. <laughs> I know it is crazy. Like just I guess think, cause... just think about like their game. I'm like, how does that work? I guess because most teams don't have two solid guards like that. Yeah, and Van Fleet like Van Fleet can just light it up out of nowhere. Yeah, and then Lowry's playing with a ton of confidence, and Siakam is just dominating. Yeah. Honestly, Siakam is looking like a defensive player of the year candidate to me. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to have a chance next year for sure. Yeah, and he Especially plays, on like, defense. He he gets tired offensively because he plays so hard on defense. Yeah, and they can afford to do that. Right. I one think that's one thing that helps them being so balanced. They can all afford to get tired on defense. Yes. And then, you know, okay, Lowry, you only get two points that's cool we'll still score 150 points Van Vliet okay you only get nine no problem <laughs> we'll still score 150 points yeah Powell 29 Ibaka 27 you know what else is underrated about them how well their bench uh, rebounds yes they're not like you know and Ibaka probably you know Ibaka comes off the bench but he's really not a bench player I don't think any team, there's very few teams that would bring Ibaka off the bench, I I would think. Yeah. But for your bench to come in and have guys, you know, balance, rebounds, 15, then it's 5, 4, 3, 3, 2. I mean, you know, I'm not going to add them up, but the bench had plenty of rebounding. More than the offense, I think. I mean, more than the starting five. And there's not a player on that roster that plays outside of their game. No, it's not. They even got Stanley Johnson coming in playing right. nice. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I I think Stanley Johnson needed a team where he didn't have to be a star. And, I mean, it's working for him right now. Yeah, on I this think team. he needed a team where he wasn't required to contribute. <laughs> yeah. And that's what Toronto could be for him. Yeah. If you can score, score. If not... Give it up, no problem. Pistons, you yeah. know, <laughs> to me, he to couldn't me, score. They just wouldn't score sometimes. I, I'm always hesitant to pick sweeps after the first round, uh, uh-huh. but this has all the makings of a sweep. Boston, Toronto, a sweep? Yes. Okay. It, like just just describe to me a scenario where Boston wins. Like the, I think just a game. Just describe to me a game scenario where Boston outplays them. Well, I mean, it, it would have to be, you know, 
an astronomical game from <laughs> Okay, there you both, go. But what I'm saying is Tatum, Brown, and Kimba can all get 30 in the same game. So that's what they got to do to get a win? No, I'm just saying I mean, they like, could do They got to turn – all three of them have to play very no, no, well. No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I was going to say they don't all have to get 30, but all three of them definitely have to play well. And Tice has to not foul out for once. <laughs> Or not be, you know, out well, of, I don't think, I think five Embiid, fouls I think halftime. Embiid, like, I mean, Embiid had a lot to do with that. Tice always is in foul trouble, though. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. We'll see, but uh, they also need, uh, Cantor's got to really, really contribute on the boards. Yeah, and get some points. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. They're going to pick on him. I just, it's hard for me to picture a way Boston wins. I don't think Gasol can pick on Cantor, though. If, if it's Gasol. Uh, but they're going to put him in the pick and roll. You know how the oh, NBA yeah, yeah. teams do it. Yeah, you're Just right. relentless pick and roll. He can't guard any of them in pick and roll. You're right. No. You're right about that. For it's sure. interesting. Uh, I'm noticing in the playoffs that uh, some teams are really bad at defending pick and roll. Well, I noticed that too, and I can't tell if it's the officiating, because the officiating is by far the worst it's been all season in the last 15 games. Well, however many games has been in the bubble, but I agree the pick and roll offense has been like easy money for most teams, and it's because you know the defense just looks really bad. Yeah. The switching, and it's not even it's kind of weird because it's not even like the mismatch on the switching. It's just guys are just scoring off of it, you know. Yeah, it's not like they're getting the big man, you know, or mouse in the house. And then just going and getting a one-on-one bucket. They're just like, everything is just open all of a sudden <laughs> after every pick and roll. Yeah. They're not getting out to the shooters around the picks. You know, they're not hedging well or getting over the screens at all. So it's like, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's bad. The defense has been really bad. But also, you know, you got guys like Dame, Harden, uh, Donovan, who... Uh, uh, Lou Williams, who guard that, like, who get that hedge foul a lot. Dude, that thing has become now, they, they make it impossible to contest. Yeah, Lowry does it, too, really well. Yeah, Lowry, uh, Doncic obviously does that. Yeah, yeah. They all try it. I saw LeBron try to do it the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But those guys, the guys we named, those guys are the masters. Yeah. Lou, I mean, Lou doesn't do it as much. But Dame is Dame and Lowry are like gods at it at this point. Yeah, Doncic <laughs> is really has, like, good too. Doncic like throws it with one hand more than everybody else, <laughs> and they it's always to the right. That's <laughs> yeah, the craziest thing. Of course, he never gets the foul on the left side. Yeah, we'll get to the the whole <laughs> that whole series. I want to since we're in the East, let's finish up the East real quick. Anything okay. about Milwaukee as far as how they've played? Uh, no, not really. Middleton, Middleton looks bad. Yeah, he, he's he's kind of folding a little bit, but I I don't think, I think he's just someone that, I think he can get back on track really easily. He's like a game to game guy, unlike, you know, certain players on the Clippers. I think Middleton is like, okay, this game is not here. Next game might not be there either, but. 
all of a sudden yeah. he'll just have you know a thirteen for sixteen night or something. Right. He just he just gets like it's not even hot. He just starts making everything. Yeah. Because he doesn't really like just get hot in the. It, I don't know. It's kind of weird to explain, but. And he's not a high energy scorer, right. so it, his hot doesn't look like you know like a J.R. Smith or, right. or Clay like kind of hot. Or, yeah, yeah, they're like bombing thirty footer, yeah, thirty five right. footers, and like they're hitting and ones and everything. That's just not his game. Yeah, he's always like fundamentally sound, good, efficient move. Yeah, yeah. Um, My thing, but, Milwaukee just got a. It's just shot selection, really. That's all it is. Yeah, and and Greek Freak needs to. I wish Greek Freak would just stick to playing one position. He's not a positionless player, regardless of what people say. I know he gets a lot of assists sometimes. You know, I know he's hit like five threes this season. He's not a positionless player. He's just not. I hate when he brings the ball up court because it's like the, it it's setting them up for a mess on this possession every time. He comes down the same Euro step, runs somebody over. He comes down, he gets caught in the air, turnover. You know, unless it's like a wide open lane straight to the basket, it really messes their offense up big time to me. It's weird. Like, I don't understand. He's so dominant when he's the pick and roll, when he's the screener. Yeah. When he plays pick and roll, like with Middleton and George Hill. If, even if he's not dominating, they're getting great shots every time. Yeah, and that's one. That's an easy mismatch. If he gets the mismatch, it's, he takes two steps from anywhere on the court and he's laying it up. Right, and he can just seal. All he got to do is roll and turn. Yeah. Uh, but they get in this habit, but when he's isolating, it feels like they get a bad shot every time. It just, I, I don't get it. I don't get why they isolate him so much. They don't need to do it. Even when their yeah. offense is struggling, they like rely on him to just talent his way out of it, and it just looks awful. Yeah, I I agree. Completely agree. Um, they're still not making free throws. I mean, I don't know what it takes. Hey, that's going to hurt him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Can't I mean, forget two most important things is their free throw shooting and uh Eric Bledsoe. And he's he's half of the free throw shooting issue too. <laughs> yes. So Bledsoe and Greek Freak have to make free throws. Or I, I just want to say when when they get eliminated because Bledsoe is awful for the third year in a row, I want like there's like three or four people that owe me an apology. Who says that Bledsoe <laughs> isn't part of their issues? People defend him like he's not like he's when they lose, it's almost like like Greek Freak is settling and Middleton sold and Brooke Lopez was nowhere to be found because Bledsoe was expected to just make random dumb shit all all the time. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. But every time they get into against an opponent that's like similar to them or as good as them. They get destroyed at the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm I'm hoping he seemed he seemed pretty good the last couple games, but oftentimes I can't tell because he just makes certain things. Yeah. That like aren't aren't good shots, but he just he's feeling it, I guess. 
he has to use what you know his God-given talents. And when he doesn't, and he tries to be skilled, and he tries to be, you know, he's somebody that always gets messed up in mismatches too. By the way, his pick and roll defense is trash. And if he's not being physical and being fast, and you know, just bodying the other point guard, because you know, no, I don't know if there's any point guard stronger than him. If he's not bodying the other point guard, then he shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't have the ball. Yes. One thing to me, like, when the game slows down, it seems like Budenholzer is too slow to figure out that George Hill needs to be in there instead of him. Yeah. Because Bledsoe is like, he's awful when the game slows down. Mm -hmm. Because now he has to be in half-court sets, and he has to, if he's not forcing pick-and-rolls or just forcing drives... He's getting awful shots. Yeah, he's he's definitely an energy player only too. Yes. By the way, especially shooter. Like when when the game is has good energy, Bledsoe all of a sudden can hit two threes. But if it's half court and they're you know, like you said, they're going slow. The tempo is slow. Bledsoe's not a catch and shoot threat on the court at all. No. And I whoever mean, in Milwaukee's allowing him to pull up for threes in transition, just bring it down and pull up. Mm-hmm. Please stop. And they're going to have a hard time because they really aren't a good shooting team. No, it's they're one of the most fluke-like streaky shooting teams I've ever seen because they look like they could kill you from the perimeter. Yeah, but the thing is, part of it is that Greek Freak doesn't get in the paint. Like when Lopez is at the three-point line, Greek Freak should always be in the paint. Yes. He shouldn't be standing right next to Lopez because they never get the rebound. Right. And then that's one part. And then, you know, really, everyone on the team is just a streaky shooter other than Middleton. Yes. And he's still not like a – he's still not a pure shooter. He's a scorer, but he's not a pure shooter. Not like someone like Joe Harris or J.J. Redick or somebody like that. Middleton can hit a bunch of threes, but he's not just like a – you know, I'm good just staying out here like all day to get threes. Yeah, yeah no. he's And he's not going to just keep hitting threes all night. He has to switch it up sometimes. That's just his game. Yeah. Um. So, I think they're going to have a hard time against, you know, a team like Miami. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, Miami, they can't do it as consistently as Toronto, but mm-hmm. they can find times when everybody can play well. Yeah, they can. For me, Milwaukee seems like they, they're they always missing, like, a couple guys. Like, a couple guys, like, out of place. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, even when they play really well, obviously not the, the super insane Game 3 blowout. Because mm-hmm. that was just a quick game. Yeah. Uh, but, like, every time, just somebody looks out of place. Yeah. Yeah. And they they do look like they're missing a a player all the like they're missing one of their players. Yes. And sometimes I watch and try to figure it out. I'm like, oh, they're actually full of strength. But like, it's never like they put everybody they put out there is like a good player. Like they don't put any trash cans on the court. No, they don't. They don't have any trash cans on the roster. Right. And I think they're they may be the only team in the playoffs like that. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and I mean they do well, but it it's just they have all good players, but they don't have any specialists actually. It, 
if I'm going to be completely well, honest. Corver's one. Yeah, Cor- he's a he's a shooting specialist, but he doesn't get enough shots off. When's the last time you've seen Corver make more than three threes in a game? Yeah, it's been a while, but he's it's weird because teams are like so pressed to not let him get shots. Yeah, like he's gonna get forty. Yeah, like JJ Redick will will let him get thirty five. Uh, <laughs> but not but, Corver. But Kyle Corver will never cook us. He'll never get double digits. <laughs> After that Atlanta sequence, who were they? Were they playing Milwaukee? Remember that Atlanta sequence when he scored like fifteen points in like a minute? Yeah, I don't remember who they were. I, they might have been playing one of LeBron's teams then. I don't remember, but I just remember he like went off, and ever since then, like teams are so disciplined in their scouting report of him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with that one. I think that's going to be an interesting. Um, yeah, the second round is really where the East is going to get going. I think. Yeah, it normally is. Right. The East first round is really. It's pretty much always bad. Um, but let's they got get a lot into, of talent, but let's fun. get into the West, man. We've we've gone a, pr- a pretty long while, and there's a yeah. lot of. I have a lot more to say about Western teams. Than... All right, where do you want to start? Let, let's start with the series that are you know either close to being over or uh, are already over. Okay. <laughs> well, only none of them are over yet. Right. Yeah, none of them are over. Uh, let's talk about the one that's closest to ending. Lakers in Portland. Lakers in Portland. <clears throat> Do Lakers look really good or does Portland look really bad? Um or is it strategy? <laughs> just they're just out strategizing Portland. Like I don't want to I don't want to completely discredit the Lakers, but I I think I might have to cuz Portland is fucking awful. Mhm. They they're awful in so many ways and we've we've honestly we've known it. But we've yeah. kind of been numbed to it by how fun they are to watch. Yeah, and how you know good their good players are. Right. Yeah. And they're, they're honestly, even some of their bad players like can look good at times. Yeah. Uh, but Portland has like fundamental problems with the way they play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, we we know that they're the worst defense in the league at this point. Yes. What I didn't know is that they're the worst rebounding team in the league. Yes. And and what blows my mind is if I'm going to play the Lakers in the playoffs, as a coach, that's probably the top three things I'm talking about first. Like, Lakers are huge. If we're not mm-hmm. going to rebound, we're not going to have a chance to win this series. Right. And, and game one kind of faked people out because the Lakers shot the ball so badly. Yeah. But when you continue to let teams uh, dodge bad possessions by getting the ball back, mm-hmm. like, they're going to heat up. Right. And the Lakers heated up. Yeah. And they didn't just heat up. They ended the series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if, if Damian Lillard was still playing, would that have made that much of a difference to you? No. I mean, they were already 3-1. 3-1 with, for the most part, with Dame. Yeah. And Melo yeah. playing, I mean, Melo playing as good as he could play. It's, last game he didn't, but the first the first three games he did. 
Right. Well, last game, I, there's really no no positives for Portland. <laughs> yeah. Melo oh played my like god, garbage. you put two seven footers out there and you still can't rebound? Mm-hmm. I mean I mean oh my god. A 50-50 basketball flies between Nurkic and Danny Green, and I see Danny Green getting it more often than Nurkic getting it. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean what what is going on? Nurkic isn't good, man. <laughs> he's he's Honestly. looked awful. I I don't know if I've said he's good on here. If I did, I'm sorry, but I've never really felt like he was good. I might have said he played good, but I don't think he's. I've never thought he was a good player. And even when they got him, and he was supposed to come back, I knew he would help them because you know he could shoot a little bit. He he's um he's a decent passer, some fundamentals, but he has the worst shot selection in the entire NBA. Especially for big men. Dude, it's like he has... He's, like, too smart, but he's, like, so too smart that he does the dumbest shit he could do. I can see why you say that. And it's and because... It's agree. because of sequences, like, posterizing somebody and then a one-legged fadeaway. Yes, with one hand. <laughs> and, and it just doesn't make any sense. And, um, you know, he plays okay defense sometimes... But it, it, he's so slow, and his legs are so big and thick that he can't even, like, really make any nice lateral moves on people. God. They can't, he can't hustle for, like, really well. No, he can't. Like, he, he sometimes just throws his his body to try to get fouls. And, I mean, off the players for a second, Terry Stotts is the worst adjustment coach in the NBA. And I just don't get his adjustment choices. The, um, what was it, game? It's been four games, right? Yes. Game three, Winion Gabriel starts. Anthony Davis goes one for ten on him. And he doesn't play game four until the fourth quarter. And guess who got off? Anthony Davis. <laughs> Anthony Davis. And yeah, Winion Gabriel almost fouled out that game, but that's fine. Maybe that's what it takes. Who cares if he fouls out? Exactly, he does nothing on offense. <laughs> so I mean, what is the adjustment there? Anthony Davis killed his last game, yeah, because Winion Gabriel was out for the second half because he had four fouls in the first half. But guess what? You had a one half of good defense, one half of strapping AD. <sighs> And then the next game, you just decide, I don't want to strap AD anymore? How come I saw on Instagram that Winion Gabriel held him to 110 and Terry Sauce didn't see it in the scouting report? I don't I don't know. I don't know what the game plan is there. Bro, I mean, and it's just, it's not even just the Lakers. All the time, and we talked about it, Dame's heroics have to counteract it. But every game, they go in acting like they don't know who they're playing. Dude, and that's the, I mean, obviously it's the coaching. I mean, the team sometimes, you know, I don't think Whiteside is good either. But sometimes it honestly looks like the team is doing the best they can. And then all of a sudden, like, the strategy, they get out-strategized every time. Like, the one minute it looks like they're doing good, then all of a sudden the strategy, they get out-strategized. They did nothing for them double-teaming Lillard at half court. What does Stas do to change that? 
just pass it, Dame, and just run. Yeah. <laughs> they did not. There was no press break. There was no nobody in the middle. I mean, you learn in middle school when people are trapping, put someone in the middle of the court. No one was there. It just. I don't. I, I don't. I don't get what he's doing at all. So I mean, I I would say, I I hate how they look. I don't like the roster. I've said for a long time they need a better center, a center that gets some rebounds. I mean, and CJ and Dame and Gary Trent are the only specialists on their team of anything. And I mean, Carmelo's a scoring specialist, but he's not a shooting specialist anymore. And Carmelo has done his best to kind of be whatever they need him to be. Yeah, he did. Uh, and it just bothers me that they're, they're wasting it. They're completely wasting it. Trevor Ariza, I don't even want to talk about I'm it. Not, I'm not wasting my time with that. I'm wasting my time with who's there. <laughs> You're wasting your time with oh, I'm, I'm wasting it either way because <laughs> I wasted my time thinking this was going to be a good series. Me too. I mean, honestly... In, enough good. with Whiteside. Enough. There's no more like, oh man, I love how Whiteside's playing. No, even when he plays well, I'm not gonna care anymore. He played well one game, and it still was trash. And I said it. I think it might have been the best I've ever seen him play. My whole his whole career. Honestly, I he think he still played like trash. It, it's it's like something like has to motivate him to play for real. Yeah. Otherwise, he's just out there like just doing dumb shit. Remember I texted you says, oh, this is his Lakers tryout game? <laughs> right. That's what it looked like. Oh, JaVale my God. JaVale McGee is way better than Whiteside. Dude, JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard look like Hall of Famers next to uh, Nurkic and Whiteside. <laughs> Dwight is a Hall of Famer. I mean, so... <laughs> current Dwight, not not like all-time Dwight. Oh, uh, he looks prime now? Just now <laughs> Dwight looks like he's in his prime playing against them. Yeah, he does. Dude, it's so bad. There's so many other problems. Like, we're struggling to guard. We're struggling to really keep up offensively because our defense is so bad. So, you know, Terry Stotts was like, uh, Anthony Simons will fix it. I'm going to just throw him out there. After I've benched them the whole bubble almost. <laughs> Come on. Just, why do you put him in now? For what? And he if doesn't... I was Simon, I'd say, why are you putting me in? They they have no clue why he's out there because they like they try to like give him the ball to kind of play point guard, but then they like try to get him out of the way so he could space it out, but they never get him any open shots. Right. And then he has to strap on the other end. And then when he gets it in transition, he's gotta figure out that LeBron is chasing him down. Yep. Like he's not doing anything right because you're not even helping him. And yet, you're just taking the chance. Yeah, man. The fact just... that Simons got in before Hezonia got benched is <laughs> is idiotic. They run Hezonia at the point sometimes. It's so crazy, dude. They think they <laughs> Have you like seen that. Portland still believes in that uh, Hezonia hype. The way they play him, dude. It sucks. Because they give him... For some reason, he takes whatever he wants out there. I'm telling you, Terry Stotts has to go. I think the le- the level of talent has out... You know, has... It's too much for Stotts now. 
Like I at first it was cool when he had a bunch of young guys. CJ just had a little potential. He got Dame and CJ to look like a dynamic duo. Great. It's over now. Now you have some good players. You have a Hall of Famer on your team. First ballot Hall of Famer on your team. Top 15 in scoring. You have, you know, Whiteside has been an has been elite shot blocker. I mean, he still led the league in blocks, right? Yep. Uh, Nurkic looks like he's um, a solid big man. I think his team is like too good for Stotts now. Maybe Stotts should go coach the Bulls. Yeah, you found a specialist off the bench, good defender. Yeah, now, now I think it's now let someone who knows how to win games take over, please. It's I mean, and they just gave him an extension. Oh no. Last year, I think. It's just crazy to me that they're they're on defensively they're awful in practically every way. But they're in win now now right now to me is Dame's I, I prime is CJ's prime is Carmelo's last ride you know he got Rodney Hood playing elite all of a sudden I mean um, you know Nurkic who knows when Nurkic is going to be hurt again any day now because how he is he's so stiff I, I just feel like he's going to twist his ankle and his whole leg's going to break one, one night yeah White side, the way he throws his body around He's just asking to get hurt. Yeah. Whiteside is close to being shot. Gary Trent is on the come up. I'm not sure if Gary Trent can be better than he is. It's time. Simons looks like a really good backup point guard that you never put in the game. You know, I think it's win now. They need to win now, so they need a coach who can win now. Or, you know, I I really don't know. I don't think their bench, I don't know what their bench is going to be with Hood and Ariza. I think Ariza was just a one-year deal anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, any good coaching candidate that comes to mind could do a better job with this roster. Yeah. So, at this point, I mean, the only direction they could go is seemingly up. They better not get Nate McMillan back. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's, anyway. That would be an exception. That would be going down. What about the Lakers? They look good. They look championship worthy to you. Yeah, because there's they they have like like Portland has allowed them to kill them on the boards, and they have. Mm-hmm. And I think they're gonna out rebound everybody moving forward. I think so too. Uh, and they commit to rebounding, man. That's what I like about them. Yeah, and when Davis decides to take over, I mean, and yeah, we're. Again, we're talking about Portland, but when Davis decides to take over, I don't know anyone in the West that can stop him. Yeah. I think he's just that kind of dude. I mean, I think they would almost have to put Kawhi on him on um, the Clippers or Morris yeah. or something. And, they, and Portland has allowed LeBron now to, to get uh, kind of his shooting confidence back. Yeah. Uh, so so that, that bodes well for the Lakers going forward. My thing with the Lakers, even though they killed, they've been killing Portland. It still only looks like LeBron and AD to me. I know some guys are playing okay, you know they're hitting some shots, but at the end of the day, they're really playing two on two on ten to me. The other guys are just so insignificant. They hit some shots, but they just hit easy shots. One Who thing- else can you really say played well for the other team for other than? LeBron and AD. I think Kuzma's played well. 
I think Kuzma's been aggressive. He hasn't shot it like you know super hot, but I'm not expecting him to you know do do what Clarkson's doing. But they're gonna need something else against some of these other teams. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think so. I I just I just think they need to be on like on not on some bullshit. Yeah, that's true. If they can, if if they lock in defensively, they're they're beating everybody easily. Now, now I know they won't because they're fucking lazy. <laughs> well, that's the, my that's my problem. They, I can see that they won't. But right all now. they all they need to do is lock in four times a series. Yeah, they do. And if they could do that, I think they could beat the Clippers those four games. I think so too. To me, when they lock in defensively, they like they could just they could just end the game in a hurry, like better mm-hmm. than probably any other team. I agree with that. For sure, and that's LeBron's game too. And that's it comes down to LeBron. I hate when yeah. he decides to. Oh, I'm not making shit, so I'm gonna complain to the refs a little more than usual. <laughs> and it's like you're not doing shit, and then Kuzma makes one mistake, and now you you can't get back. Right. And that's like that sets the tone because now AD, when AD doesn't get calls, he doesn't get back. Right. When Dwight thinks somebody pushed him, he doesn't get back. Yeah, and then Kuzma or, or uh, what's his name Caruso and, and KCP are like always sprinting back, and they're just back there by themselves. <laughs> yeah, and they, it's just um, like a disaster when they do that. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> then everybody it's looks like they can get off for the other team. They have a lot of divas on their team for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, let's go with Denver and Jazz. Oh, Denver. The, the battle. Yeah, I mean, thank you, Jamal Murray, because honestly, this series should be over. We've been saying it. All, well, I, I definitely have been saying it all season, and we said it last podcast. If Murray if Murray does it, he does it. And, I you know, I know my opinion was probably a little higher than it should have been on Murray all season. But, I, I mean, I think Murray is top tier. He's potentially top tier point guards. Scoring wise, scoring wise, he's top tier for sure. Yeah, and sometimes he just doesn't do anything. Nope. And it's it stresses me out in the first halves that Murray is just out there as like a as like Terry Rozier or somebody. He like does nothing good yeah. some nights and takes and, like the toughest shots on the team. Yes, and in the second half, he still takes the toughest shots on the team, but he's making all of them. Yeah, and he's, he's trying. He's that's that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm starting to really hate Mike Malone is Jamal Murray can't get easy shots ever. Jamal Murray should be up in the top ten in scoring. If he can do this, he can do this all the time. To me, all I don't think time. I, I don't see that because it's such like it's so much uh, like hustle buckets. Like he's got to work so hard to create. He's got to separate. He's got to hit over bigger defenders. But he can do it. He's capable, but, like, Denver has been able to survive because of that. I, I know. And that's so bad to me. And and keep in mind, this is the playoffs. And in regular season, I mean, the intensity may not be like this. Murray would have easier shots than this. This is, like, the hardest shots he could possibly be taking, and he's getting 50 every game. That's the craziest part. But that's, He's, I mean, put, taking him on 
decent defenders. That's where you really see how different these teams are because Murray is debatably the best player on Denver. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's top two, but him and Jokic kind of switch off depending on the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, Murray can get off making only tough shots. And the Jazz have done a good job forcing him to take tough shots. Yeah, I'm about to get into Jokic too. But let's get. But on the flip side, Donovan Mitchell is the clear-cut best player on the Utah Jazz. Yeah. He he's gotten at least. 15 good shots every game. Yeah. I'll say great shots every game. Yeah. How does that... What? But that's their... That is their offense. Their offense is like Fresh Prince pass it to Will. <laughs> <laughs> if Donovan doesn't okay, get the ball but, every time... But everybody's been able to shut it down. <laughs> right? I mean, Utah looked awful offensively all bubble. Yeah, they did. Uh, and now Denver, because I guess we don't guard pick and rolls in Denver. I guess Mike Malone doesn't teach. You know, Jokic, I know you're slow, but maybe you should get up because Donovan Mitchell has 40 points. You yeah. know, maybe we shouldn't just let him come off the screen and pull up. Right. Maybe Millsap shouldn't, you know, get one block and talk shit when Mitchell has 40 points. Which of and course, Mitchell comes back and dunks on Mitchell, him. yeah, Mitchell comes back with a three in, in Millsap's eye. Right. I mean, come on. I, it just, it, to me, I don't understand because Denver has all these options offensively, and they've struggled to get off. Like, Murray yeah. has had to be incredible for them to get off. Yeah. But on the flip side, we know where Utah's going. If, if Mitchell's out there, they're going to Mitchell. If Mitchell's not out there, they're going to Clarkson. Right. And then Gobert gets involved off of them. Uh, Joe Ingles gets involved off of bad defense. And then everybody else just tags along. See, I, I don't blame it on Malone. And I'll explain my blame after you, when you're done. You keep going. I, I just feel like defensively, Denver has been really close, like almost close to Portland awful. And it's like the yeah. fact that it's against Utah. Mm-hmm. No, it's not Where against you. Only you have know, to the guard. I understand the Clippers, the Mavs. Uh, I understand even like the Rockets, the Lakers. Yeah, like they're great. They could be great teams if at their best. Yeah. But here, it's it's not even a good offensive team. Utah is kind of crazy because they always have at least one player that you don't have to guard at all. On the yes, court at all times, and you can't and four on five, and you can't get stops. Royce O'Neal, you never have to guard. <laughs> George Niang, you never have to guard. Moutier, never. Moutier, Bradley, Bradley, never. Clarkson's the only guy off the bench that you ever have to be guarding. And Clarkson has also been getting great shots every game. He's been in some tough shots too. Though. No, I, for sure. And I don't want to like. I don't want to say it's just bad defense. Why uh-huh. Mitchell and Clarkson are cooking? Yeah, like, yeah they're yeah. in a zone. It. Yeah. But Denver has done nothing to even try to take them out of that zone. Right. I mean, putting Grant on Mitchell has looked worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it looked like the like the worst decision to make. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchell it, looks like he's. <laughs> He's on my career mode That's right now. That's what I'm now. saying. 
He's doing everything. Dude, every time, every time Utah, like, Utah builds a lead the last two, three games, Utah builds a lead, Denver fights back because of Murray's greatness, and then Utah's like, well, we're struggling, so we're just going to pick and roll with Mitchell, or we're just going to ISO with Clarkson, and it's worked for them every game. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's Malone. I don't know if it's Porter just not guarding a soul. Part of Porter not guarding a soul to me is Malone. But also, for me, man, <clears throat> and this may sound like blasphemy to some people, but I don't, it's Jokic to me. I, I, think Jokic, I, I was going to, yeah, I forgot to get to that. I think Jokic completely destroys their offense more often than he makes it elite. And it's because he can't do more than one thing on the court. Like, He's either the point guard and not doing anything inside, yeah. not rebounding, not blocking shots, not l- hitting layups, or he's the center and he's clogging up the lane and does nothing anywhere else. He doesn't, on the pick and rolls, he does nothing. When he, they pick and roll him, he just stands there and lets either the person shoot or Gobert just, you know, get a alley-oop yes. every time. And it's, it's kind of weird because... I think it was Niang maybe they put in, and he was at the four, and Jokic was guarding him. Pick and roll, he just stood in the paint, and Niang just hit a three, right? Busted a three wide yes. open in his face. He's he's probably their biggest reason why their pick and roll defense has been awful. Yeah. He and just, then, like, doesn't want to move. Right. And then on offense, the second half, him and Murray are, like, playing two on five. He is. He brings the ball up court, hands it to Murray, yeah. and then they play like this two-man game ISO thirty-five yes. feet from the basket. It, that's what kills and, me. It's not pick and roll. Like no, they, it's they not. set like Jokic sets screens for him, but they're not playing pick and roll. They're just like Jokic is just like trying to get him open. Yes, and then he then when Jamal gets it, Jokic just disappears off the court, like he's like he never came up court. It, yeah, and then. So Jokic is, I think Jokic's lack of, like feel for the game almost, or feel yeah. for the feel for the, like the energy of a game, and and he's he's one of those guys that I think Jokic really knows how to play. Yes, but he's not a he's really not. I, I don't want to say he's not a good player, but he's not a complimentary player. He knows how to play. He's a really good passer for his you know for a big man. He's yes. worked on passing, but he his actual play is not good sometimes a lot of times i don't understand how you hit five or five threes in the first quarter and you take two the rest of the game i'm telling you he he's either a shooting guard point guard or center he's never all of it yeah he either kills oh go ahead he either kills gobert with isolations and it's like either post-ups or face-ups whatever yeah and then, and then he's like, oh, I'm only a playmaker. I'm not going to shoot. Yeah, he just I, I don't want to shoot. Grant, shooting. I need you to take shots. Or yeah. uh, Torrey Craig, I need you to take shots. And they're not really good shots. And he, he's feeding guys who have no business taking shots. Like you said, he, he'll do that post-up thing where he does that one-hand pass cross-court to the corner. Yeah. He does it every time. And if someone is Millsap or is Craig who take a bad shot out of there is Grant who like has to play whatever position Jokic isn't playing 
Grant is like forced to fill. Like, okay, Jokic isn't playing the four. Jokic is bringing the ball up court. Now Grant is the four. Jokic is playing down low. Now Grant is on the wing. It's like they force Grant to like, and that's, Grant's that good. But they force Grant to like fill all these random roles. And they end up do playing like a four positionless game and Murray. And then it, it doesn't work, man. I don't, I think Denver is too good of a, like, balanced depth team for that, that what Jokic does. They're, like, too balanced to figure out how to really spread it out. And it's because Jokic never spreads it out. Yeah, he, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he has a bad feel because he's either never spreading it out or he's only spreading it out. Right. They're either playing one on five yeah. or four on five. Yeah. I, I don't get why he doesn't, like... There's times when they struggle offensively and he just needs to take over and attack Gobert. But, and it's not Malone, and this is where I, I don't see it Malone. I watch Jokic's body language sometimes. Jokic doesn't listen to anybody on the court. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. No. Murray sets up some plays. Murray and Grant set up a nice alley-oop play and I think Grant either missed that, missed the alley-oop where he got fouled or something. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It was an easy play. And when Murray tries to do that with Jokic, Jokic just gets out the way. Yeah, it's I don't good. know if Murray tells him to do that. I doubt it. But he just gets out the way. When Porter takes a shot, it may be a little bit bad, but it's a makeable shot. Jokic's body language, man. They, they, I'm telling you now, air. they don't like Porter. He does that thing where he runs and his hands are on his... <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah. He's like that He just guy. runs with the limp arms. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, he, and it's not just, it's Grant too. Sometimes Grant will try to do like a real tough, maybe a little bit out of his game move. Yeah, like he's like Jay Crowder or something. <laughs> yeah, and, and Jokic does the little limp arm run again like he's mad about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, when I see that kind of body language from someone who people regard as your best player, it's no longer coaching to me. Yeah. Same thing with Kawhi. You know what I'm starting to realize? Like, some of these uh, top-tier players, I hate that when they make a mistake, their reaction is, at, like, as if it was not their fault. Yeah. And that's when he Jokic does that so much, where, like, he'll throw a trash pass, and, like, oh, yeah. the guy didn't cut correctly to him. Oh, uh, and Grant, he does that to Grant more than anybody. <laughs> yeah. He'll throw Grant an alley-oop that hits the top of the backboard, <laughs> yeah. and then, like, be like, what were you doing? Yes, it's crazy. Like I wasn't flying. That's what. Yeah, it's. I mean, uh, it's just weird to me, man. Their chemistry's off. It is, man. I think this is. They're not gonna trade Jokic, obviously, but Jokic really has to self-assess for once, and not. You know, it's not just everybody else's fault. Like he's the man. Yeah, he's good, but he's. I, I think the only reason he looks as good as he does is because. He does that, I'm only going to play one position per quarter thing. Yeah. Because if Anthony Davis did that, Anthony Davis would be the best player in the league. Right. Easily. Right. And Montrezl could do it. I mean, it's not that what he does isn't that crazy, but the fact that he does it, it makes it look good, but it hurts the team. Because he has to, because he does end up playing one on five. So it's like, man, Jokic is the man. No one can stop him, but he's not doing his job. Yeah. So, 
that's my take on Jokic, man. I think Denver is a really good team. If Harrison Barton come back, you know, I don't think they're going to be back for this game. But if they can make it back and they make it through this round, I think they. I still think they have a really good chance. Yeah, I still think. I don't think this series is over. Yeah, I think uh, Murray gave him like really good kind of bring back to life energy. Yeah, because uh, to me, like just losing to Utah the way they did three times in a row, it's just like Utah's the last team I would expect any of the playoff teams to lose to like that. Right. Uh, but to Utah's credit, again, Clarkson has been incredible. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell has been just out of this world. Yeah, I think Gobert has played with really good energy for them. Yeah, yeah. And he's another criticism of Jokic is he's kind of maxed out in his role versus Jokic, who really hasn't maxed out in any of his roles. Right. Uh, and, I agree with that. And it's allowed Gobert looks like like a dominant big man that people think he is. Yeah, twenty seven and twelve. We got that one game. Right. I mean, he's. Scoring consistently, blocking shots, rebounding right. consistently, which he's not a consistent player. So, yeah. And the last thing for Utah before we get to the other series is uh, Mike Conley, man. The resurgence. Yeah, he's back. It took him yeah. a while. He had to have a baby. Congrats had on to, that. You know, figure out the family situation. Yeah. Uh, but he's balling, man. I like what I'm and, seeing. And that is a weight off your shoulders, man. If you're wondering right. about it, hoping your wife is safe from COVID all this time. Right. You know, I'm sure he was worried about it. Had to be. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he looks great. I'm I'm happy for him. Happy that he's looking good again. Hopefully he keeps it going. And I, I wouldn't be mad if either of these teams made it. I think they'll both be competitive. Yeah. But I think Conley playing well makes Utah a lot more of a threat moving forward. You know, the other thing I think that makes Utah tough and makes Donovan hard to stop is because he's really playing the point guard now. So if you really want to stop him from getting the ball, you have to stop him at the inbound because Conley is, like, playing the two. Yeah. And Donovan's bringing it up and initiating the offense, and then it's almost like they're seeing what the defense does before they give it to Conley and then actually run the offense. Yeah, and I like that uh, even though he's playing the one, he he hasn't changed his game much. No, he hasn't. He's a really good facilitator. Yeah. He's an underrated facilitator, I yeah. feel like. Yep. He's got good chemistry with the guy. He's played with some of them for a good amount of time. Yeah. Yep. Let's get All into right. these other series, these last two. Which one you want to go first? Let's let's talk Clippers Mavs. <laughs> Probably been my favorite series so far. Uh, I would say it's mine too. This one uh, I really have enjoyed all the West series, I'll say. Pretty yeah, but, but the last series has been very, like, up and down. Yeah. This series has been a little bit, like, more evenly matched. Yeah, it has, yeah. It's at a lot of points. Buzzer beaters, and yeah. Right. Uh, I, again, I mean, not to defense is kind of the the overall theme of this episode, but, man, the Clippers are a lot worse defensively than I thought. Absolutely. It's And, again, what, what the... The casual fan sees is that they can't stop Doncic, which honestly it is a little it is a little ridiculous considering they have three to four guys who can contain him or should be able to contain him. Yeah. Uh, my concern is you haven't been able to stop 
Seth Curry until game five. Yeah. You couldn't stop Trey Burke until game five. Right. It takes four games to stop two backup guards. And they still really didn't stop Hardaway last night. They haven't stopped Hardaway. Hardaway's just been off at times. Yeah. But when he is on, he's been killing them. And that's so, that's what I don't get, man. Like, I don't understand their game plan defensively. I really don't get it. Yeah, me either. And Doc, I mean, Doc continues to stress about, like, their shot selection. But to me, the way their top players play, they're never going to consistently have good shot selection. No, they're not. Like, and last night, I'll give Kawhi credit, last night was the best I've seen him pass. In his whole career. Yeah. Just last night. Yeah, I mean, he other guys had it going. Yeah. And they shot the ball well uh, pretty much the whole game. But he never finds out if they do have it going other nights. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, a lot, look, a lot of it was, like, it's been an even series, but I do think the Clippers are much better. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think I don't think a lot of people would disagree with me. No, I mean, they're the favorites to win it all. Right. And, and to me, Dallas has, like, exposed their weaknesses. But, mm-hmm. again, similar to the Denver situation, Dallas shouldn't be exposing you the way they are. Right. I understand. Like, if, if Doncic and KP were dominating, I'd be like, look, they're great players. Yeah. And if other guys were kind of playing well off of them, yeah, I would be like, well, you know, that's hard to contain great players. Right. Uh, but Seth Curry has gone out and got buckets on Paul George. Yeah. Trey Burke has gone out and got buckets on Kawhi. Right. And that to me, like, I, I don't understand how they play well moving forward when they're going to have to stop guards. Right. Whoever they play in the next round, they're going to have to stop guards. Yeah, and that's been like their wor- the their worst aspect of their defense. It, they have the winner of the Denver and um, Utah. Yes. Oh yeah, they're gonna have a hard time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are they gonna do with Mitchell? Yeah, I just it's honestly the offensive struggles to me have been kind of overrated because it's just Paul George playing atrocious. Yeah, like when Paul like Paul George was literally again playing for Dallas. Yeah, uh, and and you know we can speculate as to why, but he seems yeah. to have figured it out. At least we hope. Mm-hmm. But the fact that um, Dallas has just been as dominant as consistently, offensively as they've been all year, like Dallas yeah. has lived up to the oh best offense of all time according to stats hype. Yeah, and it's it, to me it's been primarily because of the Clippers' bad defense. Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, it's almost looking like a choice that when you can't stop Doncic, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, to his he's a really smart player. He is. One thing he in the the Mavericks, Carlisle's kind of a genius cuz to me Carlisle really like has shown me that he understands Doncic's game even more so than probably Doncic does. Right. Because every time he does go left, he has a ton of space to come back. Yeah, he does. That's what I feel like. A lot of the teams, like when they they're forced to go to a when they're forced to go a certain way in the pick and roll, the spacing gets thrown off. 
Yeah. And I don't know if we've talked about it on here yet, but for those who don't know what we're talking about, Luka Doncic cannot do anything with his left hand. <laughs> Nothing. Okay, no, no, no. He can make, like, basic drive layups. Send me a highlight where he has. Uh, I'll find it. I'll find one. Okay. Right. Not right now. Seen any? Not right now. I'll send it to you though. We'll come back. He's to had that. he's had easy ones and didn't. I think he can. You know, I he's big enough that I think he can go drop it in. But if someone's guarding him, he's not doing anything with his left hand. No, he de- he definitely in game one. I remember him driving left on Morris and laying it up with the left. He he does it like 05 percent of his possessions. Listen, he joked about it on the inside track. I know. Straight up. And the thing is, last night, um, there was a possession where Montrezl had him on the switch on the, right next to the Clippers bench. And Sam Cassell got up and was clapping his hands, telling him, do not let him go right. And Doncic just does like a little, little like sidestep and just goes right past him right again. And yeah, I, Montrezl was in the stance to force him left, and he still went right. And it's just, do you remember that? Yes. I think he fouled him, too. Yeah. But, <laughs> the whole bench got up. It was like, do not let him get past your right, your yeah. left foot. And he still did it. I mean. It's crazy so because me, Doncic has dominated them, and he really hasn't played well, honestly, at all to me. I No, I mean, not really. And he. And he's, he's been, been getting, getting triple doubles and like OD stats. He's been getting OD stats and he's been getting a lot of easy shots. But yes. it's, it's really, like you said, because the Clippers defense, and like I said, it looks like a choice at this point. Because I just don't understand how he gets to the same freaking spot four games in a row at the same spots. I mean, and the yeah. thing is, when he comes to the basket, they let him Euro right back to the right. Like you said, he gets to the left a little bit and they let him come back they swing at the left hand that is yeah. never going up yeah and, and it's like that's <laughs> what's, what blows my mind is i i understood that when kp is setting the screen like perzingis yeah. you got to worry about him he's a threat yeah but but clever has been setting the screens for the most part yeah good old maxi <laughs> and he dude he doesn't roll half the time because he's like Doncic. it's your world i know yeah i don't i mean they don't run anything for him. No. And he just, like, gets the most random points. His, yeah. His buckets are complete random And ones. he plays a lot as if he's a good defender, even though it's, like, it's hit and miss with that. He's just, he just hacks. Yeah, he's, he's, like he's big. He's big and he can move. Yeah. Which kind of gives him, but, uh. He's physical. It's just I mean, crazy. It's really good. crazy how often Doncic goes left and comes back. Yeah. And that's what's crazy is that you're constantly allowing him. You're like, you're, your first aspect of the game plan is send him left. You do that, and then you forget about the first aspect of the game plan. And and to me, I mean, I've seen them force him left on like a possession, but they never keep him there. Like you said, they never keep him there, and it's not like a the whole game thing. It's like one possession, all of a sudden they're forcing him left. And then next position, they're playing him straight up, and he's still going right. Makes a little double move going right. Then all of a sudden, yeah. a quarter later, yeah. somebody forces him left, and he comes back right still. And then they just abandon the forcing him left. Yeah. To, like, honestly, this is one of those series where the Porzingis missing the last two games has made it significantly different. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. And hopefully he gets back this next game. I mean, and I don't... Hopefully Luka even plays next game. Right. Yeah. But it's just... The Clippers, man, have really let me down with this. With how they've been playing. Yeah. Me too. Like, I, I honestly... Like, I, we've criticized them all year, but... They're, the the stuff we criticize them for looks worse than we thought. I agree, on a team that shouldn't look that bad on. And and real quick before and we've been going for a while, so we got to get to the last one. Uh-huh. Uh, Doc should be fined for apparently game planning Reggie to end up denying Doncic the ball. <laughs> on the last shot, yeah, because that was his explanation, or maybe Kawhi said it, but. Somebody yeah. on the Clippers said that their the game plan was Reggie switches out and then denies him the entry pass. Right. Dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, come on. Reg, Reggie being in the game deserves a fine, honestly, but credit to Doncic because <laughs> we knew he was we knew he was coming back uh with the step back, but I didn't think he was going to use the whole clock like that. Right. And that was smooth, how he hit a move first, then came back, and then hit another one. That was tough. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Left. For those out there who are listening that want to know how to defend Luka, he's going left for a step back or sidestep every time. Yes. If you force him left, he's going to shoot a jump shot, step back or sidestep. And if you force him right, he's going straight to the rack. And you're not stopping him when he gets right. <laughs> No, you're not. Because he can, like, a lot of the NBA guys can kind of slow down their two steps to, to mess up the contest. Yeah. He can, like, stop after the first step and, like, figure out how the defender's playing him before he makes the second one. Yeah, he's really good at that slow down step, yeah. for sure. He's, his two steps, he uses his two steps well all the time. Yeah. Euros, you know, he shot a Euro off the right foot, right hand off the right foot the other day. Yeah. It's Obviously, just, he wasn't. It's crazy to me that Paul game. George and Kawhi haven't like stepped up to the challenge. I know, and I really, I'm really disappointed that Paul George didn't, because I really thought he'd be the one. Yeah, especially not shooting the ball well. You, that's what you should be doing. Yeah, he he doesn't have that greatness. You know, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to win. If I'm not doing this right, I'm gonna figure yeah. it out. They, I don't they see really out of anybody on the team. <laughs> they really did him dirty with the pandemic P though. <laughs> I mean, what was it, three bad games? Yeah, three in a row. I mean, if they got eliminated off those three games, I'd have understood. But, man, I mean, that's... And they won two of them. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. All right, uh, last last one. I don't have a lot to say about this one anyway, so... Uh, okay. Th- this has been a weird series to me. Yeah. Because it, it's yeah. kind of lived up to the prediction of being really even... Right, but to me, the Rockets looked like they were going to annihilate them the first two games. Yeah, they did. And I had honestly, we initially we planned to do the podcast. I think prior to the third game, yeah, or around the time of that third game. And I, I was going to come on here and and say the Thunder are dead. Mm-hmm. It's over. It's a wrap. This series, I'm not watching it. Right. Uh, and the Rockets look so great because they played to their strengths. Right. I honestly, defensively, I really love how they've committed to small ball. How do you do? Because they, yep. defensively, they get after it at every position. Like, they don't put anybody out there that doesn't guard. Yeah, and Jeff Green was a big help for them on that part. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, 
on top of that, like they they could switch everything. They hustle. They're quick with the hands. Yeah. And they still try to rebound. Right. Portland, take notes. But anyway, uh, yeah. but after those two games, OKC figured them out. Yeah. Like everybody's figured them out every other year. Yeah. Well, maybe not Utah, but everybody else. Right. And Houston still cannot help but live and die by their three-point shooting. Yep. And uh, I still think they're going to get out of this series, but the Thunder just showed that you can die from three-point shooting. The Thunder have to fight a lot more than the Rockets do. Like, the Rockets have to lose, and the Thunder still have to fight. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, they're they're a lot more limited offensively than I thought. Yeah, it's not been even if the Rockets have been playing bad, no game has been easy for the Thunder. Every so shot, I, I haven't seen many good shots for OKC. Right. Yeah. I swear. Schroeder's playing amazing. Yeah. Well, Schroeder had the last game; he was amazing. Prior to that, he was kind of struggling. Mm-hmm. Those two games they lost, he was really struggling. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But. Obviously, the, their turnaround is a credit to CP waking up, playing under control, leading. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Schroeder waking up, SGA waking up. Yeah. But the Rockets, I just like they can't help but be a pickup team. Yeah. Like they can't when they go up big, they can't help but relax defensively. Right. Uh, when when they go up big, they can't help but think everybody has the green light. Right, and that that kills them. In the, I mean, how many playoffs has that killed them? A lot. It's every year. I mean, Harden's been the like the big choker that we remember as, as far as their more prominent losses. Mm-hmm. But every time they get cold. The, one of the biggest problems with Houston for me is, I mean, I don't notice Westbrook not being there. Yeah. And that's not That's a good thing on some teams It's not a good thing on Houston No it's not Because I don't notice them Because they don't change their game And their game It would be the same with him there Yes And he's just a He's just a role player It's a Harden Yes That's why That's why D'Antoni is like a master Because his guys Always look like They're playing great Yeah Cause like Even when PJ Tucker's off Like he's getting great Open shots He's just not making Any of them Right. To me, like, nobody, even when guys take contested shots, like, they seem ready to shoot the ball. Yeah. But it's, again, there's no other element to the offense other than drive and kick. Yep. Like, dude, that's how pickup is played. (laughs) Right. Honestly, like, that's why I've been surprised by some of the bad defense in the playoffs. Because the Rockets are, like, built to to dominate that. Yep. But to me, to me, the Rockets are so undisciplined with how they play offense. Any team could come back on them in a series. Yeah. I think, this, I think Memphis could have took games from them. This series is kind of tough because I don't see either of them getting past the next round. No, absolutely not. Yeah, so. I mean, ha- I'm hoping when Westbrook comes back, they have a little bit more of a paint presence. Uh huh. But even when they like when Harden's getting layups and like 
Eric Gordon has actually been getting a lot of layups. Yeah. It still doesn't feel like they're do like they're doing anything productive in the paint. I almost would be willing to split time with Westbrook and Harden, honestly, on that team. I mean, obviously that's not going to happen, but that would be a cool idea, I think. Yeah, because then they would just come and keep playing the offense, but Westbrook is running it now. I think it's going to be weird because Westbrook playing limited minutes could be like super fire for them. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, obviously his minutes are going to increase, and then it's they're going to have like a weird moment where Westbrook starts to hurt them more than help. Yeah. Or maybe he'll, like, Harden will struggle because of Westbrook, so it'll be, like, a weird dynamic. Right. Uh, but um, it's a guarantee that that's going to happen. Right. All right. Um, you want to talk about Messi? No, we've, we've been going for a while. I do want to get to music. All right. Uh, no more basketball? Uh, no, we'll come back. Yeah, that was plenty. Who um was McMillan the only one that got fired since we talked? Oh, Brett us? Brown, but we didn't like specifically talk about who replaces him. I think we, <laughs> I think we've already discussed yeah. why he got fired. I mean, why he got fired. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I do have a gem. Break up until we we got a lot of music to talk about, so we will be right back after this. Uh, this is. Duckworth off of his new super good album and um this is Duckworth and Kyle Dion World on Wheels down goes the boogie and boogie to get the jump I got me a baby she giving me with the bump she caught in the groove and I waited to be bump on one she booty bouncing it uh. down goes the boogie and boogie to get the jam floating in the club I'm looking like Peter Pan niggas let you to chat at your boo she like damn how can that be my man up jump my heart, I'm caught in my feels. Hot go put a paddock, get better in them hills. I'm losing control, so Jesus take the will. Cause baby ain't got no chill. At the end of the night, we relate. Two stars in the line, cause it's our fate. Destined to shine, it's not too late. To pull on your wheels and skate. My world is on wheels, I can take you away. On the up jump, you know I keep it swinging like a numb jump, and we can keep the bucket till the sun's up. Put the phones up, you gotta jump up, cause I keep the gas like a full pump. Roll a 7 or 11, get your funds up. But I'm feeling about the game, it's a dumb luck. All I'm saying is I'm living it up. Two songs, rolling around, no crystal. I pulled up, 10 deep, all money in, no withdrawal. It's going down, rainfall, chicken and grits, no Catch me skating at the world on wheels My heart is on wheels I can take you away Cause all the girls wanna skate All the girls wanna skate
was uh, World on Wheels by Duckworth and Kyle Dion. All right. Where do you want to start with music? A lot of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. What was like the biggest thing that we, biggest new thing that we've reviewed or we're going to review? Uh, I think Nas would be considered. Right, right, right. I forgot. All right. <clears throat> Nas, King's Disease. Nas is back. Uh, one of the greatest rappers of all times. I think most people would agree. This is his first, this is the first album, you know, in a while that isn't influenced by Kanye, of course. Uh, Kanye produced the last one. Uh, he found his own way on this one. It is, how many tracks was it? 13. Uh, good features. What'd you think? What'd you think of the album? Um, I thought it was really good, honestly. Okay. Uh, I, w- I was surprised. First of all, the length was perfect. I agree, uh, for sure. The songs, like, they're very quick. Uh, but they're not, like, they're not, like, too quick. Mm-hmm. Like, they go by at a nice, steady pace. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, he lived, obviously, the rapping was great. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that uh, has always kind of been boring to me with him is the beats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I thought the beats here were, were, you know, had a little bit more flavor to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little more versatility. Yeah. Uh, and I liked how he sounded on every track, really. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I think, I think this was really, really, really solid of him. Um, they were short, but he. It felt like he said everything he wanted to say. Yes. And that that was really good. And the song making was was pretty good, too, for them to be so short. Usually, for me, the short songs suffer in, like, feeling like the song is a complete song. And I I don't think he had a problem with that at all. Yeah. I think he did his thing, for sure. This album is just, like, really... It's just a really good album. Like, it's hard to find problems with it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of all the things all the things I didn't like about him you don't really get here mm-hmm. uh, I really liked a lot of the rapping uh, the features were great yeah that's another thing like he's not he's not a guy I expected to drop an album with like a pretty creative list of features yeah I agree that, re- that really got me too uh, and that kind of I mean- got me more excited to listen to this album yeah, me too. Uh, and again, I was surprised at how much chemistry he had with everybody on here. Mm-hmm. And people, I mean, people that I think are really good features that for some reason I, you know, I was skeptical about them being with Nas. But, you know, like Anderson Pack feature, I'm always ready for. I'm always ready for a Charlie Wilson feature. And I haven't heard Charlie Wilson ever sound bad. Uh, you know, and then Don Tolliver and Big Sean... I, I just, I love them as features, but I definitely didn't know if I'd love them with Nas. And I did. All of them. Even Ferg. Yeah. I mean, I, I there's a lot of songs I really loved. Replace Me was smooth. Really smooth. All Bad was tough. Yep. I thought Full Circle was a cool throwback. Really cool. Uh, didn't expect it. It caught me off too. guard. Yeah. And I was like, at first, I like I didn't have the features when I first played it. I was like, wow, is that? Am I hearing that right? 
<laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and that threw me off. And I liked how uh, Spicy kind of felt like a bonus track. Spicy was nice. And, and it was like a really good, fun way to end the album. Yeah, it was. And especially for him, because that's definitely not his style. Yeah. And it was still really nice. This was like a fun album to get through, honestly. Like, I, I did not... Nas is the last person I expect to put out an album like that. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, but yeah. Right. Yep. I don't have anything else to add. I thought it was really good. Yeah, man. High recommendation from us. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. What's next? Uh, we can, we can talk about Troy Sivan. Okay. Quick. Yeah. Uh, we've featured him as our, um, you know, album of the year, 2018. Uh, yeah, he's been kind of quiet ever since. Yeah, feature here and there. Song but... here and there. Yeah. And he basically oh. put that together. Yeah. <laughs> to me, I, I didn't really follow him after the album because I wanted like another project to, to hear from him. Right. Uh, so I, I enjoyed this a lot, but I mean, you know, you're coming off of just pure greatness. <laughs> right. It, it's hard to kind of top that. But I will say, In a Dream brought me back to, like, the Bloom vibes. Yes. Uh, definitely. And, and I liked I liked all the songs, but In a Dream was the, the big standout for me. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, never mind. I won't say it. But the, certain songs, I <laughs> certain titles I know he's going to kill. <laughs> I'm not going to say which one I'm talking about. <laughs> but sometimes... When he comes in with that vibe, right? I got you. Like, <laughs> I know what's going on. Like he really does his thing on those. Yeah, That's all dude, I'm he sounds. I mean, these songs really didn't like impress me all that, that much, but he sounds incredible, man. Yeah, he's. It, yeah, he's past the impressing to me because now it's just like, oh yeah, like he's a good artist yeah, now. This is the norm for him. It's like like what I said about um, like winning most improved. All right, you win most improved. Now it's like you can't win it again. Yeah. Cuz now you're just good. You have to make two another like gigantic leap. Right. Yeah. I I like this. I liked it a lot. I Take Yourself Home I've been listening to since it came out as a single, you know. Um I Yeah, I have no negatives on this. Yeah. But I'm not wowed, of course, but Yeah. He's I mean, he's keeping it up. I'd like to see if he, if this is like really what he's been working on, or if this is just something, a placeholder for, you know, maybe first quarter 2021, he comes out with the full thing. You know, I just, I don't know. You know, I, I it's hard for me to believe in two years he's just made six songs. Yeah, to, honestly, honestly, he's good enough to me that uh, this, these could just be like throwaways from what he's really been working on. Right. And it's just That's taking not... him a little bit longer, so he's putting this out. Yeah, he might be waiting for the club scene. Right, right. Waiting for, you know, festival tour to come back. Yeah. Something like that. Because, you know, I'm sure he has some more dancey songs on there. Because none of the, I mean, some of these maybe could be in the club, but not like I would expect for him to come out on a full length. He can give us at least three club songs, like real, mm-hmm. you know, over there. But yeah, good project, Troy. 
and that's in a dream if we didn't say it but yeah all right what's next uh we'll we'll stick with the eps we can talk about vic okay yeah a uh, huge surprise definitely a surprise i had no idea Nine. it came out i'm glad you told me because uh, i was there's a lot of things i was surprised the fact that he dropped the fact that he's rapping yes uh the fact that he's like putting good songs together yeah uh i i loved it man and he is really rapping on yes start to finish and that that really that's what really shocked me i'm glad there's no weezer uh (laughs) features again none of that rock stuff right no i mean and i don't have a problem with him doing that because that's you know that's who he is i don't need him mixing the two up though right and when he ha- when he's raps raps i mean he sounds as good as anybody on here yeah. and, and he has that drake flow but yet he says he he's talking about real stuff too yeah that, that's important Cause sometimes you know some guys will sound like drake and have like a real nice flow but they're not saying anything important but he's talking about important stuff, man. I mean, and that's his game, too. Talking about depression. He's been through his experiences. He's an experienced person. So when he gets in that, you know, this happened to me on, you know, two years ago kind of bag. Yeah. And he, he's top tier in that for me. Yeah, man. Um, I, I was impressed. I mean, as soon as Vendetta, like a minute into it, I was like, whoa, this is going to be good. Yeah. Uh, and, and Vendetta kind of sets the tone because it really... It just keeps on going all the way through. Yep. Uh, I like how the features kind of add like different elements to the sound. Yeah. Uh, which which I thought, honestly thought he didn't need here. Like if it was an album, I think he would have needed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still enjoyed the features. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Uh, but I'm. He didn't need any big names to do any yeah. of them. They sounded good and the nice accents, but he definitely didn't need to like pay snow allegro to do yeah something <laughs> yeah i mean saint john was a little bit of a disappointment i agree like it wasn't i thought i, I was hoping that would be the, the best song yeah and that's kind of my expectation probably disappointed more than anything but uh, that was the one i thought he would experiment i was like okay saint john he's about to go back to like his right you know right, dark right. things kind of thing right but i mean no, I mean, it's still cool, but yeah, St. John did But I'm real. This got me very excited to see what he does next. Yeah, I wonder if you just never know him, man. That's what kind of sucks. Yeah, he's about he's it. a guy will n- will not know anything. I remember his uh, his debut album just came out. Yeah, like I I remember it was a big deal when it dropped, but prior to that, I didn't hear anything about it. Right. Which is weird because he was like, he had hype around him too. Yeah, you're talking about the auto autobiography. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he. Um, I remember the track list coming out, and then the next thing I know, the album was out. So. Yeah. And I I I was disappointed by that album, by the way. Big time, because you remember me ranting and raving about his mixtapes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is this is really solid. I'm glad he did this. I can't wait for the next one. And uh, 
Dang, Hooligans was 2018? Yeah, man, it's been a while. Oh, it was December. It though. was late, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then after but like, that, he had the, the Weezer stretch. Yeah, him and um Travis Barker, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, no thanks. There was a couple of songs on there that were alright, though. All yeah, right. just, they don't mix, like we said. Right. What's next? Uh, let's Black get Bear? into Black Bear. Okay. This was... What did you think about this? Um, I asked you... I asked you for a small preview of what you were coming into this. Yeah. Um, because I'm not honestly not a Black Bear fan, but I have listened to all his projects, and I can't say I've... I can't say I've disliked any, but his... It's just not for me, necessarily. You know? It, I, I think he's one of the more catchy artists. Like, underratedly catchy. Because his hooks and his song making, he has a lot of those songs where, like, I could hear people singing along to. And, like, they're very relatable at times. Yeah. He's um, good so at I, the, like, the, the broken heart stuff, the, like, the... Di- dysfunctional relationship stuff yeah girls love that yeah, that's stuff. his bag yeah and and he has a way making the hooks very sing-alongable yes. they're just really catchy all the time and um i think digital drug lord was the first time i heard him i really liked that and um i think i i didn't hear anonymous did we talk about that i i don't think so okay well yeah um, this is just really consistent to me, I think it's on par for him. It's not his best. It's not his worst. I think it's just his very, very him. Um, I think the songs, like I said, were catchy. They were pretty smooth. Um, I think he kind of switched it up as far as going from heartbreak to a little bit of arrogance, which was kind of cool sometimes. Um, but I, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I, I agree for the most part. I think... This was probably the most consistent I've heard him start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really enjoyed how the, like you said, the vibe like switched up. Yeah. That's one thing where he, he oftentimes he drags on that like broken heart vibe. Yeah. And drugs. Yeah. I mean, and like that, like broken heart and it just becomes like the whole vibe where all the lyrics are just bringing it back to that. Yeah, and I don't like that at all. Yeah, I, I don't mind it when it's like, you know, a song here or a couple songs here, a couple songs there. But when it's, when half your album is that, then <laughs> yeah, it, then it doesn't, it kind of drags. Right. Uh, but to me, Digital Drug Lord is the only other project that I, like, actually enjoyed from him. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was me too. That was my problem with him a lot of the time is just he's inconsistent. He kind of gets boring. Yeah, and some of the songs are very similar and his other ones. Yeah. Other albums. But yeah, this album kind of proved me wrong to an extent. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little bit more fun, a little bit more up-tempo. Yeah, That's what, like, he had up-tempo. more of that, like, pop. The pop vibe was more consistent in this album than I remember previous. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't so depressing this time. Yeah, and it, and it made it more enjoyable to listen to it like it went by pretty quick the length is great yeah yep i agree i agree very solid 
I was I was scared, man. I was like, man, if I listen to this shit and it sucks, I might stay away from him for a while. I was thinking the same thing because I, I don't like, remember what I listened to last, but it it was not good. I I think the cyber sex was the thing that wasn't good. Yes, for with the two, he had like two chains on there. Yeah, but it was with the other dude. Um, wasn't it a collab with somebody? Oh no, or maybe I, that was. I might be thinking some something else. No, Cyber Six was he had a bunch of bunch of features. Oh, okay. A bunch of features. Every song had a feature. Yes, that was that was terrible to me. Yeah, it was. And I remember I found him out like randomly, so I listened to Digital Drug Lord and Cyber Sex like around the same time. Yeah. I was like, man, it's a night and day difference. It is, yeah. Yeah. I, and I really liked that he wasn't talking about drugs and and you know, being toxic this whole album. You're right. <laughs> Cause even I even though I enjoyed Digital Drug Lord a little bit, it was definitely toxic. Like some of the songs I'm like, I really can't hear this again. Right. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, it and that's one reason why I'm probably not a fan because those kind of songs didn't have a lot of replay value. Even though I respected him, I'm like, oh yeah, people are gonna like this. Like, I could hear that people would like it, but it just wasn't my style. <laughs> yeah. But this one, I actually do like. I feel yeah. like w- I could listen to this again more often. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a great music, uh, like, week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. A lot of cool yeah. stuff coming out. Yeah. All right. Uh, we listened to Cash Page, too. Yeah, that was kind of random. Something we missed from, uh, what, two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, she's on the... Um... She's in the Don Tolliver camp, right? Like, aren't they... The Travis, like, vicinity? Yeah. 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 That's, that's where I heard her first. Was it the Jack Boys? I think. I don't know if she's in that. But I'm saying she's, like, you know, down uh, with that Associated with them, yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. assume. Yeah. Uh, okay. This album was kind of random for me. I mentioned, like, randomly that I'm going to listen to it. And it wasn't... Other than her Euphoria feature, that was really all it was. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I really was surprised at how good this was. Yeah, it's really, really smooth. Yes, and she yeah. has she has a lot of versatility with her voice, mm-hmm. and it feels like effortless. Yeah, like it doesn't. It never feels forced on this album. Yeah, she just has like a straight up cool sounding voice. Yeah, because sometimes it doesn't sound like she's a good singer. But she, her voice still sounds good. Yeah, I she has a way agree. to, way to have just like a cool sound, and and that's, I mean, Don Tolliver is very similar to that too, actually. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed like how it felt like other stuff that I heard, but it also felt like it wasn't other stuff that I heard. Yeah, so I got like both of that, and it, it kind of blended well together for me. Hmm. Uh, she blended the vibes really well i mean it was just a good album overall yeah it was and this is her first album right honestly i have no idea i think it is it's a good really good first album a good uh oh no i guess she did have one parked car convos i might have to go back and listen to that then solid second album either way but cool uh, hopefully she gets more recognition and gets like bigger features. Yeah, clearly the album kind of slipped under the radar. I haven't really heard or seen anything about it. 
Right. Yeah, I would have liked a Travis feature out of nowhere. Probably would have been pretty cool. I haven't heard Isaiah Rashad in a long time. Yeah, that threw me off too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he was still making music. <laughs> he had a good, um, good little underground run for a while. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Big Sean and Nipsey single. I haven't heard it that? yet. Okay. Um, you know the Nipsey. I feel like rappers know not to put out any bad Nipsey verses, obviously. Yeah. If there even is any. But so far, I haven't heard one. And, I mean, Sean sounds really good. Sounds like he's ready. Looks like the album is finally coming. Yeah, September 4th. Yeah, I think the week the weekend after this one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I got we got another gem from Black Bear. Uh, you want to introduce why you picked it? Uh, it was a cool track. It kind of gave me a, a, a good. It's a good example of what the album sounds like. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is why our girls. You act different now. You moved away to the city. Cool kids, distance yourself. Shitty people make you feel shitty. You act brand new as hell. Why do these girls be so petty? Friendships shallow as hell. You all look like Wolfie Cindy. Yeah. Who is real and fake can't get a hold of you? See it on my face, I should be over you. So can we leave this party? What's the social cue? See it on my face, I feel All of these beautiful girls I let them ruin my world I let them walk in my life Stabbing in the back with a knife Why a girl so high? Take everything I've got Why a girl so cold? Why a girl so Pretty girls in the drop top, cut me like a crop top Speeding down the 405, burning no sunblock I don't wanna dance, fuck her with the ice You don't wanna follow anyone in real life Falling out the bathroom, wipe your damn nose Safe to say this party really blows Why a girl so perfect, why a girl so mean Why a girl so reason I can't sleep I swear that you can see it on my face All of these beautiful girls I let them ruin my world I let them walk in my life Stab me in the back Everything up. 
That was Wired Girls by Black Bear. Uh, we really only have one more topic to get to. Yeah, hasn't been a lot of movies. But Project Power did come out with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Jamie Foxx. And um, a lot of new talent. Um, MGK popping up in there. (laughs) Real quick. For probably the coolest scene of the movie. (laughs) What? So what'd you think of it? (laughs) If that's the coolest scene of the movie, I think I know where you're going. But I mean, it was cool. Like, um, it made me honestly. It made me appreciate like net the fact that Netflix exists. Because, like, if Netflix and streaming services didn't exist, this would be a movie that would be, like, forced in theaters. Yeah. And the trailers made this movie look vicious. Yeah, they did. And it's it's cool. It's nothing special. Right. Probably some of the most, like, forgettable, most copycat movie characters I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man. How many times have we seen... I'm not going to spoil the the characters, but... It's been out for a while now, right? Two weeks? Yeah. Go ahead. It's so. just... Like, Jamie Foxx's storyline was so, like... How many times have we seen that? Yeah. I th- but I did think it was interesting that the girl... You know, that... The, I think I thought it was interesting the fact that the daughter was, like... Had something to do with the actual yeah. stuff. I got you. Because, yeah, the, you know, my child is missing, you know, taken kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was cool. Yeah, that's common. But the fact that she, but I didn't like that once they got her, like, they just kind of almost, they pretty much abandoned the whole fact that she had something to do with it. That's <laughs> I, thought what the, I, like. I thought the rapping was whack. <laughs> I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> like, it's not that she was bad. I just, it just felt weird. It didn't feel right in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I get you. It 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 was awkward, and I think they went too long on it sometimes. Yeah, her Especially like little dream, part. her little dream sequence where she like tells the teacher off. I like that part. You didn't like that? <laughs> nah, I thought that was whack. <laughs> I like that part better than when she was rapping it. I wish it it would have been cool if she did it for real, but the fact that it was a dream, I hate dream sequences. Oh, I got you. Yeah, they're so that. like they're such an easy like surprise. Yeah, I agree. If she did it for real, I would have liked it better. But her rapping to Jamie was like, a yeah, full yeah, that, that song. was nice. But it was just so long. I'm like, yeah. when is she gonna stop? <laughs> this is like, why do you give her so many words? I don't know. <laughs> He really tried to throw her off, too. Like, throw her really tough shit. Like, I could tell she could rap after the first word. Yeah. It could have been it. Like, it was it was a cool movie. It was just predictable. Like, we've seen kind of the storyline before. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping they'd kind of show off the powers a little bit more, but they kind of, like, kept it in reserve, it felt like. Yeah, and they did that, they did that weird kind of, like, artsy thing where... Like, they showed, like, that, <laughs> like, the that paint thing every time they ate it. <laughs> yeah. I hated that. I don't know why they had to, like, transition that way instead of just showing what was really going on. 
Yeah. They showed that like weird transition of like their bloodstream or something. And all yeah, of a yeah. Sudden, they were just doing the powers. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that, and I didn't like how, especially the end, um, when Jamie did that thing. I didn't like how they, uh, like, did the zoom up, zoom in, and it was just like pictures flashing. Right. And not just actual an actual scene. Yeah, I didn't just, like that. It was kind of weird. It was kind of weird at times, but it was directed I, awkwardly. I thought I thought uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was good though. Yeah, I did. Too. Again, again, like the the cop willing to to go over the line to do whatever it takes. <laughs> like, how many times have we seen that? A lot, yeah. yeah. So it just again, like we've seen it before, but like the world was really cool. I liked the world. I really liked the... I pretty much liked the plot a lot. Yeah, the way that, like, the, the idea... I just... I don't know. They, they could have done more with it. Yeah, they could have. Like, they kind of sure. teased that they already had done this in a bunch of places. Yeah. I was like, we don't get, like, a montage sequence of just mayhem? Yeah, and they really only gave us, like, two people actually using it. Like, the... Other than the people they were chasing, like the criminals. Yeah. It was the invisible guy, and it was like one other person. That was it. Yeah. And MGK. They could have had more, so much more of like chaos with just people doing random stuff. Yeah, or they could have had, you know, multiple people having it at one time. You know, like a... Yeah, they could have did more. It, it could have made it more um, large scale. Yeah, but again, on the other hand, it was cool how they kept it realistic where, like, it killed most of the people. Yeah, like a real drug. Yeah, like, I thought the scene where the, the test subject girl, who yeah. turns into, like, fr- ice. Yeah. Like, her slowly uh, freezing to death, I thought that was cool. I like that, too. Yeah, I, did, I thought that was cool. I didn't like how Homeboy turned into, like, that... <laughs> Big monster thing? <laughs> yeah. That was whack. Yeah. I thought it was going to be downhill from there, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no. This is where we're going. Yeah. He was all calm and, like, the cool guy. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's like yeah. the were-rabbit or whatever he was. It's a <laughs> good Netflix beast. movie. Yeah. Netflix has been doing really good with action, though, recently. Yeah, I, I would say since Extraction, and there was one other one. The Charlize Theron. Oh yeah, Old Guard. That was Old fire. Old Guard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed. It. I'd still recommend it, even if we spoiled it and you haven't seen it. I still would recommend checking it out. Um, see what else is there. I don't think I have anything else. Nah, just I've just been watching NBA. All right. Well, we may not watch any more NBA. What 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 do you think happens if, you know, they keep boycotting? Like how long know. do you think this will last? I know they said they postponed it, but you know. Like I I mean, it depends on how 
I mean, I, I don't know, but I feel like there's going to be a limit on how long they could go on and then still come back and finish right. the, the playoffs. Right. And it can't be that long because you're already, you know, you've already pushed back next season. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I encourage people to please read and educate yourself on situations that are going on before you listen to news people, before you listen to city officials give their takes, um, because it's just nonsense, man. When I hear when I hear what people, did you hear what the sheriff in Wisconsin said in Kenosha? No. You know how two people were shot or three people were shot last night, right? By the 17 year old dude. Uh, no, I didn't even know that. A 17 year old dude from Illinois drove there, white kid drove there just to shoot protesters. Right. That, that was his plan. And this was at, um, this was late last night. And the sheriff came out today and said, uh, I placed a curfew on the town. It's too bad you guys weren't out there. I mean, it's too bad you guys didn't listen to my curfew. Because if you did, maybe you wouldn't have gotten shot. Is that a quote? Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it, and it just... How do people like that get elected? I have no idea, man. I have no idea. But it happens. And it's, um... It's bizarre. And I, I hope people, uh, you know, I hope people do their due diligence and actually research and understand what's going on before they hear, you know, stuff like that. Actually, hold on. I think I have it. The police chief. Oh, was out after the curfew. I'm, I'm not going to make a great deal of that, but the point is the curfew's in place to protect. Had persons not been out involved in, in violation of that, Perhaps the situation that that unfolded would not have happened. Um, so the last night, a 17-year-old individual from Antioch, Illinois, was involved in the use of firearms to reserve to excuse me to uh, to resolve whatever conflict was in place. The result of it was two people are dead. Everybody. In so, yeah, uh, bro, what? He drove he, from Illinois to Wisconsin to quote unquote resolve an issue. Yo, that oh my god. I've never seen he like legit try to excuse or not excuse, but he tried to like explain why my man's actions were like made sense. Yeah, and then there's also video of the kid giving some sort of hand signal to the cops. The cops saw him last night by the way they didn't arrest him they saw him with the ak i don't know if they saw him do the shooting i assume they didn't but they saw him rocking walking with the ak and he gives them some kind of hand signal and they let him through and then they had to go get him from illinois today that's wild and that was after he shot the people so i mean you know it's bizarre man this is it's a lot of weird stuff going on but i i hope people can read and and really uh, get facts instead of you know just listening to new ca- newscasters' opinions about stuff like this because 
um, only the facts you know be smart people are intelligent you're intelligent use the facts and come up with your own thought process before you listen to newscasters and you know people who are just reading just like you are you know that's all that's all I wanted to make sure people understand um that's all I got for today man uh, I think Vic Mensa has a couple songs that are pretty good to play at this time so I'm going I'm going there from there's a lot going on you got anything else uh no we'll be back you know depending on when the season or the the, the games will resume yeah if they yeah. will resume yeah and if they don't we got some music we'll, we'll figure something out um this is 16 shots by Vic Mensa ready for the world we got our boots strapped a hundred deep on State Street where the troops at. The mayor line say didn't see the video footage and everybody wanna know where the truth at. On the south side where it's no trauma centers but the most trauma. A lot of cannons but you don't want no drama. I can't imagine if it was my own mama. Got a firstborn son stole from her. He never had a chance and we all know it's cause he black. Shot him 16 times, how fucked up is that? Now the police superintendent wanna double back. Cops beating up to the block like a running back. Tension is high, man, these niggas is irate. You can see it in their eyes, they wanna violate Screaming out, oink, oink, bang, bang Gang, 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 gang Murder, 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 they mind state I just made me a meal and still militant This ain't conscious rap, this shit Ignorant nigga, hair trigger Ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun When I cock back, police better run <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, fuck 12 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, fuck 12 and we bucking back 16 shots 16 shots and we bucking back 16 shots they threw a little girl down on the pavement Pushed her with a bike and said, stay out the way, bitch. She was bleeding on the ground through her braces. This what happen when niggas don't stay in their places. The mayor dumping where he fired the superintendent. But resignation come with bonuses and recognition. So we gon' break in the stores on Magnificent Mall. And if we gotta go, let's go to prison in style. Cops killing kids and staying out of jail. But Bobby Schmurder can't even catch bail. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Now I got everybody yelling out for 12. One, two, three, four. with an extendo and we rolling with it hanging out the window we on 16th riding by the police station we might make a pork rind out of pig bro somebody tell these motherfuckers keep their hands off me i ain't a motherfucking slave keep your chains off me you better hope this nine millimeter jam on me i get blown i hope you got your body cam turned on fuck a black cop too that's the same fight you got a badge bitch but you still ain't white this full of quan on sight when you see van dyke tell him i don't bring a knife to a gun fight Eight, nine, ten, eleven, fuck twelve. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine.
shows Laquan walking southbound down the middle of Pulaski. There are squad cars visible in front of him and also squad cars behind him. The shooter's squad car is visible as it drives past Laquan. Two officers then exit that vehicle with their guns drawn. At that point, Laquan begins to look away from the officers at a southwest angle toward the sidewalk. When Laquan is about 12 to 15 feet away from the officers, the width of an entire lane of the southbound traffic, one officer begins shooting. Laquan immediately spins to the ground, and the video clearly shows that the officer continues to shoot Laquan multiple times as he lays in the street. 16 seconds pass from the time Laquan hits the ground until the last visible puff of smoke rises from his torso area. An officer then approaches Laquan, stands over him, and appears to shout something as he kicks the knife out of his hand. 